finally fighting. She had to earn that grand slam, yeah. but Raggedy Annihilation making her pay for it every step. No, you're absolutely right. Scooter is not, she's not the most stylistic jammer you're gonna see. She's not the fastest jammer, but she is becoming so scrappy uh, that she is very, very good. Uh, again, this is really something we started to see coming out of Bruja. So what you saw and heard was a brief clip from a roller derby game, uh, and uh, that is the lead-in to my very first episode of Outside the Classroom, which is a podcast where I am interviewing educators on things that they do outside the classroom, things that have perhaps nothing to do with education, but maybe something, but uh, I'm so excited for today's uh, opening guest, and uh, it is with Andy Arnold. And uh, Andy Arnold is a teacher in in Idaho, but um, for today's uh, for today's episode, she will be known as Smack Skellington. She's going to talk about how she got her name and how she got into roller derby and why she's just uh, in love with it. And uh, after you listen to this one, uh, I think you'll be more curious about roller derby as well, and certainly understand uh, the passion that uh, Andy shares with us. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, let's just get right into uh, talking with um, Smack Skellington, Andy Arnold, uh, about her love of roller derby. Um, like my name is Andy Arnold, and I uh, have been teaching. This is my 14th year uh, in education. I teach seniors dual credit English as well as student leadership. Um, yeah, that's I was teacher of the year for the school and the district last year. Um, I worked on my, I have two bachelors and a master's and I am considering strongly um, my ed specialist degree. So that's kind of where I am right now, professionally speaking. Wow. Oh, and you didn't actually tell us where you are in the world. Oh, I'm in Caldwell, Idaho, which is about 30 minutes outside of the capital, which is Boise, Idaho. So kind of a little so, rural town. So tell... Well, maybe I'll tell this part. I'm going to tell how I know you, right? Because sometimes it's like, yes. like weird connection. This is, I don't know how weird it is, but this is connection. So um, I'm doing uh, some work for the state of Idaho uh, in uh, uh, with my work with the Advanced Learning Partnerships. And uh, we wanted to put together a group of sort of an advisory council, if you will, of teachers who could sort of walk us through, give us the, the sort of the Idaho scene is around professional yeah. learning. And, uh, you know, kind of some, some insights as to what might be, um, what might be done in the future, because that's the, kind of the project that we're building. And so the first time, the first time that we got on a Zoom call, there were, I don't know, there were 10 of us or 12 of us. And I see the name Smack Skellington in the yeah. corner of, of the Mortified. Oh. And I'm thinking, <laughs> did somebody hack in? Like, who is, who is Smack Skellington? I thought, first of all, really cool name. I thought, like, if that's your actual name, like. Kudos to mom and dad. Right, yeah. But it wasn't. So then, and then you realized that, uh, oh, that's actually not my name. That's my roller derby name. Yeah. <laughs> to which, for me, just open the floodgates around, okay, I don't want to do the regular meeting. I just want to talk to Andy about roller derby, which we couldn't do. So now we're here. Yeah. So now we're here. 
So, so this is my, this is my treat to be able to dive, to take a deep dive into roller derby because my, my background understanding of roller derby is limited to like the 1970s. Now, I think there was like a TV show. I feel like there was a TV show about roller derby. And I remember watching roller derby on TV. Uh, and, but is it always been, it's not just a female thing though, is it? So no, it's not. Um, I don't. When it, it when it started, I think there was predominantly female, and in fact, the the kind of the governing organization over all um, roller derby leagues that are kind of a, an official roller derby league under the it's called the WFTDA. That's our like international like governing body. We we have roller derby in hundreds of countries and thousands of places, um, but it's the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association. Um, but with that, they're incredibly inclusive. So, um, so there are, there's still, there's men's roller derby. Um, we're very open, um, to, um, the trans, um, gender population. So it doesn't matter, um, what you are, how you got there, whatever you identify as a woman, you're part of this, um, women's flat track roller derby association, but we have men who are referees. We have men's teams. Um, so there's lots of, Yes. There are lots of different people in the in the community. With that, it, it I think it did start predominantly female, but it's well, that and, a- and I remember I remember seeing that was like we talked about inclusiveness. I think that was the first thing you saw because you had these women of very varying shapes and sizes, yep. right? Because I remember mm-hmm. Skinny Minnie Miller. That's a name. I don't know if anybody's going to check. Like she was just this thin railed woman, and then there were some very very big women who you Absolutely. wanted to try to avoid, right? So all of these all of these women are, are going around in the, in the circle of hitting each other, doing all kinds of things. So, so that, again, I'm sure I'm embarrassing myself with my limited knowledge, but that's my no, sort no. of point into it. My I question to you is, my question to you is like, where and how did this start for you? Okay. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, so it, it started twice for me technically. So, oh man, years and years ago, like 20, no, 2005, maybe. I don't know. At some point in time, a girlfriend of mine that I went to high school with had reached out to me. Um, and she had said, Hey, I think I'm going to join roller derby in Idaho. Give me some derby name ideas. And I thought, I don't, I don't know. Um, and so we kind of played around with some ideas with, of a derby name. And we had originally started as car hops at Sonic drive-in the very first Sonic drive-in in Idaho. They had, you know, the actual car hops on the roller skates. And I had like to teach her how to roller skate because I had been roller skating my whole life. That was just like one of the things I was good at. Um, so I had to teach her that. And then she joined roller derby and I was, uh, I was going to college, you know, six hours away and there wasn't really that movement up there. And, um, you know, I didn't forget that she had done it, but I hadn't really like paid much attention to the fact that she was still doing it. So when my husband and I moved down here in 2006, like, you know, there's little murmurings, like, like a small little club of women roller skaters but it wasn't until 2012 officially that I started uh, and that was completely I don't it was a really it was a whim uh, I, my favorite substitute teacher who was like my preferred sub would come in the building and one day she goes you should play roller derby and I said okay because <laughs> she's <laughs> this gorgeous goddess of a woman she is fierce and beast. And I was just like, I, yeah, tell me, what do I, what do I got to do? So she says, well, it practices tonight. 
at this like crazy warehouse in Boise, Idaho, and you need to show up. So I remember calling my husband and I said, can I go to a roller derby practice? And he, this is pre, you know, I don't know, pre busy life, I guess. And he thought, uh, sure. You want to go? And I said, can you, can you watch our kid? We had a two and a half year old at that point in time. He's like, yeah, I'll watch her. So I drove, you know, the 30 minute drive to Boise, Idaho. And I arrived at this like abandoned looking warehouse. Um, and I thought I'm in the wrong place. And I see people. And then my, my girl whip, that's her name. Whip, whip Jagger, um, is her derby name. She's like, no, come in, come in. You're in the right place. So I get in there. Um, and there are these, just these women of all shapes and sizes. Um, and they're just skating in this loop. And this one lady goes, are you here for fresh meat? Which is what they call the newbies, fresh meat. <laughs> and I said, I think so. And I had my hair like in this really big ponytail. And she goes, you're gonna have to pull your hair down and get a helmet. And I thought, oh no. So I remember like, just, I got geared up, you know, they were very like straightforward to the point. We got to get stuff done. And I said, show us what you have, what you've got. Can you even skate? And I thought, of course I can skate. Well, I had taken, you know, approximately a 10 year break. So just skating around the circle, trying to feel what it's like to skate again, like a Bambi on roller skates. It was rough. It was so rough. And I left and I was in pain. Everything hurt. And I got home and my husband said, how was it? I go, it hurt so bad. I'm going again on Sunday. I want to go back. And that was it. So it was January 25th. It was payday, January 25th, 2012. And uh, I'm approaching my ninth season now. So, so what was it about that? Like, I mean, obviously it wasn't the pain or what was the, what was the, like, and, and I think it was interesting to say you had the, the skating chops going into it. So that was one thing that was probably easier for you than others, but what was it about it that said like, this is the thing I'm doing. I Okay. So, I mean, the, the answer, no really roller derby girl wants you to know, which is obviously I was re-inspired by the idea of whip it, which is a movie that Drew Barrymore was started and helped direct, I believe. Um, and it kind of showed with Ellen, uh, Elliot page, isn't it? And they kind of showcase what it's like to be in, um, roller derby. And I thought, Oh, that looks so cool. Uh, but I think it took when, when whip came and asked and told, she just told me it's tonight you should go. I think part of me as a human, I was in a place kind of personally where I just felt kind of always like I was just always defeated and like people could constantly walk over me and I'm just going to let that happen. And I just thought, I'm going to just try something hard and then no one can tell me no, I'll just tell myself no. And I got there and I thought, this is hard, but I could do this. And the women there from day one, they may not have been like the most welcoming, warm, cozy, you know, women. But there was something about that strength that was inspiring. And I all of a sudden just thought, I want to be their friend. Like, I want to spend time with these women. There's something about the energy in a roller derby team, community league that just makes you, it's infectious. And it makes you want to be, you want to be, a, you want to be there. You want to be a part of it. You want to have this collection of, you know, teammates that understand you. And I just thought, okay, it hurt, but I can do that. And these women seemed really cool. And this could be, this could be my thing, you know? So I don't know, there's a, a bunch of different little things. Well, that, I mean, it's powerful. Like I, again, I wouldn't have thought necessarily, although it makes sense that this idea of belonging is always something that uh, we're attracted to in whatever, in, in whatever form that comes in. So thinking about, so you said 2012, so you're like nine years. It's like 
tell me a little bit about like maybe some of the highlights over those last nine years. Like, and, and I'm just curious, like how often, like, is this something that you do? Like, is this seasonal? Is it like, like what's the time commitment? And, and what are some of the things that, that uh, are the highlights for you? Okay. We have roller derby names. Those are given to you or you don't get to have those until you draft. So you just can't decide you have a name. Like you have to like, it's like an earned thing. Um, and you can name yourself or it sometimes comes by really organically. So as you can see, I have a lot of Jack Skellington stuff in my background of my classroom. I'm Smack Skellington after Jack Skellington, but I was originally going to be Smack Benatar. And I was going to be a blocker that hit people with my best shot. Like that was going to be my thing. And I was at a practice one day with a skeleton shirt on. And one of my, uh, one of my teammates said, whatever smack Skellington. And I thought, oh, that's my name. So <laughs> the name is part of it. Like, it's like the best part almost. Um, although there are lots of skaters who choose to not use derby names. They use their real name. They want to hone on that idea of, we are athletes and we are involved in a serious sport, but I'm always going to be smack Skellington because that's, I don't know. That's who I am. That's my other person. That's the, that's my other person. So you have to know that's important because you're to be given a name or earn a name, but you don't just get to determine that you have a roller derby name. It's a earned, it's a privilege. So there's a lot of questions and I will, I will totally answer all of them. So side note, you know how they always ask that, what's one thing you can give a 30 minute presentation on without preparation? Mine's roller derby. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's no. my presentation. I'm so excited. So um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I first started um, now I have this, I've switched leagues. So there are two leagues in our area in, in the Boise Caldwell area. So originally I started with the Treasure Valley Roller Girls, which is Treasure Valley Roller Derby Association. And I went to practices. It was every Wednesday and every Sunday for two hours a day. And then when you, when you got good enough or when you were basically strong enough on your skates to try some of the other, the skills, you could go to a Thursday practice or Tuesday practice as well. And then eventually if you were steady and strong, you could go to Thursdays, which was scrimmage nights. And that's where like the magic happens. That's where you get to like showcase what you got. So I can hit people, I can block people, I can jam, I can do this. So at one point I was practicing eight hours a week. And then when that league also sometimes had requirements of off skates, so gym time as well, where you had to go and do a class at a gym or do some other stuff to really kind of build up your strength. The purpose of this was that Roller derby, you know, is very different than the roller derby that is now, which is about that athleticism. It used to be kind of about, obviously, athleticism. If you can roller skate, that's a feat in itself. But then it became more about being a strong athlete. Uh, and that kind of ties into my highlights, which is, uh, I think it was 2013. And I'm only going to Google it a little bit. because I'm pretty sure it was 2013. Uh, we went to our very first... Um, divisional roller derby competition and it was the wftda um d2 playoffs and that's my my team got to go that year i was mvp so i had come i had come back from a broken ankle so i'm going to step back a minute and rewind for you roller derby is hard in order to make it on a lot of leagues they have something called the draft process where you have to meet a minimum standard of 
um, MSR is a minimum skill required. So you have to be able to jump from one foot to the other. You have to be able to jump over a six foot or six inch object. You have to be able to do 27 laps in five minutes, um, backwards gate, forwards gate, all, all of the, the skills, plus take a hit, give a hit, all of that. So it, it used to be a really, at least in the area here, was a really hard task to achieve. Could I do all of these skills? Um, and so I had three months to prep and I tried my first draft and I failed miserably. I didn't know what I was doing. I tried so hard, you know, they, they posted pictures and my face was just determined, but my body was not there yet. So it took me six months and I drafted and it was like a crazy day for me because I was heading up to work on my master's six hours away. And I drafted that morning and I was so excited. I spent two hours, you know, just killing myself. And six days later, I broke my ankle mm-hmm. playing with the team up in Moscow, Idaho, six hours away. Um, they were having a fun little scrimmage game and they said I could play and First half, I did great. Second half, a girl landed on my ankle and busted it. So I had a bimalleolar fracture, broke my tib and my fib. I have a plate, seven screws, and two pins. Three months later, I was back on skates. So that happened in June. And in September, I was back on skates, roller skating, because wow. that was, I have to do this. This is this is who I am. I was put on this earth to be a teacher who plays roller derby. Like, <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, and that was September. And then by, um, by June of the next year. So that was, that was 2012. So by 2013, I was on their travel team, which is our charter for Treasure Valley Roller Derby. And we went to, and took third place in the division two roller derby, international roller derby tournament. So we got there on a fluke. People did had no idea who we were. They called us the Cinderella story. Um, and then we took third place and that was, we got a bronze medal. I mean, I have a bronzy, <laughs> like it's a big right. deal. So that was my, that was the first time that I thought, oh man, like I'm good at this. Like I got this far. Uh, and then the next year we went again, um, to the tournament, we got fifth place the next year, but it was something that all, all of a sudden we were good as a team and as a community. And we were able to get, um, there and it came so soon after my lowest point, which was the ankle break, because no one tells you about the mental hiccups a break can do to you as a person. And as an athlete, it, that was, oh man, that was rough. Um, it was like a lot of emotions, um, and a lot of like psychological blocks to get over. So you went from practicing eight hours a day to watching your muscles like atrophy in your leg and knowing that you can't even do any of the things you wanted to do. Uh, so that was a really big, a really big blow. So to be able to come back from that and then be on a, you know, a D2 team, go get a bronze medal. I mean, I was never an athlete. So that was, that was something else. Wow. Three months, three months recovery. That's pretty incredible too. Like, you know, if, if you were, if you were a professional, I'd be, I'd be, getting you to pee in a cup because I'd be worried you'd be too, taking something you shouldn't be taking. But right. No, no, for sure. And, um, <clears throat> I think that was the thing is that I just, I, I fell in love with the sport and with this community and the community was there by, I mean, there were, there was no doubt they were still there. They were supportive, but I went and I went to every practice still with my broken ankle and I watched and I just watched and I thought, oh. Nope, I don't want to just watch. I want to play. Um, the same thing happened when I had my son, I had, um, my son in June of 2015 
uh, where I had to have him cesarean. Uh, and three months later, it was September again, and I w- went back on skates, um, not as prepared as the last time. It was that was a harder adjustment to go back. Um, so that one took me closer to like six months to get back into the shape that I had been in. But that was, I mean, I was done and I still wasn't done. So is the broken ankle the worst injury you've had? Um, it, it is, um, I guess like magnitude wise it is, but I've also had three concussions now. Um, and yep, I know, I know, I know. And the, the last concussion I got, uh, now, you know, I had to go to some, to doctors about it and they talked and they said, there's no magic number, right? We hear this like three concussions and you're done. Um, but there's really no magic number. I could never, I could go my whole life and not receive one more concussion. I could get one for slipping on the ice at work. So, um, but I, it took me almost three weeks to get over to recover, um, which was, you know, I'm a teacher. I couldn't be on the computer. I had to have one of my girlfriends came over. Um, she was what we call a not skating, a non-skating official. So she was one of our, um, our timers and our penalty box people. She came and imported grades for me. Um, but that, that three weeks, that was off. That was hard, incredibly hard as a mom of two. I couldn't focus. So different difficulties, um, you know, one, not being able to use your ankle when you have a three-year-old one, when you have a, I don't know, she was nine and a three-year-old and trying to like process for three weeks. And I know a girl who, um, she had hard symptoms for at least six months from a concussion. She'll never be 100%, um, relieved of all symptoms. So, and that's, you know, we have to wear helmets and mouth guards, but you still can't, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen. So we've been taking like preventative measures. We, um, I'm one of the team captains of my, my team now, which is the beat city bombers. Uh, we're in, in the two C, which is Caldwell and Nampa. And we do like a concussion, like prevention, like stretches before each practice. Um, and then as a, we just have like a protocol we pay attention to and do baseline testing. So if we think someone might have a concussion, we kind of bring it back up and walk them through the steps to kind of walk, make sure that they're, that they're okay. Right. So again, uh, without getting too far down the, the rabbit hole of, of, of how exactly the rules of roller derby and so forth. What is your, uh, like, do you have a specific move or skill or talent that like, this is the thing that, that smack brings to the table? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So without getting into the major details, there are, there are certain positions that each player um, can be. You basically, you've got your blockers. I'm going to stop this person from trying to get points and you have the right. jammer. I want to get the points. Um, I used to be a jammer, which is funny because I'm not a small girl. So um, I am definitely on the, you know, the fluffier side of life, which is fine with me. I have no issue with that. And in fact, um, I had lots of issues with that until roller derby, where I all of a sudden there was all this praise like, oh, man, you got a booty. You can do things with that like that. That's going to shut someone down. And that became um, kind of my strength. So I did jam for a long time because no one expects the. We say no one expects the, expects the blocking jammer, the jammer that'll just power through. But I don't necessarily have the endurance to keep that up for two full minutes every single, you know, jam, which is only two minutes long. So I'm a blocker, um, but I predominantly um, work on um, 
well, offense and defense pretty much, but I've been working on my offensive game. So helping my jammer get through. So we've had some pretty amazing guest coaches come in. So we had um, some pretty cool people from Scotland come in and teach us and they taught, there's a pretty cool trick I like to do. It's called, um, it's called a shunt, um, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because I won't give away my secrets, but it's a pretty good, like a hook little move that it is, it's hard to evade if you're not paying, if you don't know what you're doing. So, um, so I'm a good blocker though. I, I'm, I'm not a small girl, so it's really hard to get past me. And I look deceiving when you see a larger girl, you know, you know, slow, won't be able to get around. I'm actually quite agile on my skates so I can get left and right pretty quick. And I don't think people expect that. So I'm a good blocker. Okay. Well, I, I know I'm going to be, I've got more research to do afterwards. I probably should have kept doing more, but now you're, again, that's part of, part of why I want to have these conversations because you're giving me sort of the knowledge and, and excitement that says, Oh, this is something I ought to, I ought to pay more attention to. So I'm going to do that one. I, one kind of last question though. And, and I, again, this is sort of maybe puts a bow on all of the theme around this is, is how has roller derby either impacted you as an educator or that you've used and combined with that, how have you perhaps brought it into your teaching? And if the answer is none, I just keep it separate. It's like not part of who I am as a teacher. That's fine too. And that's, that's interesting. That's always a decision that people are comfortable make. But if it has sort of impacted who you are as a teacher, um, uh, how, how, what does that look like? Okay. So it absolutely has impacted me, but not just as a teacher, like as a human, yeah. um, but uh, so you can't tell, but I'm literally getting teary eyed because who I was before Derby is such a different person than who I am now. I was very, I mean, I'm still Italian and Greek and loud and I talk with my hands, but I was very reserved in the sense like, you know, you were going to just tell me how it is and I was just going to take it. And I would take it from people in my department very much like you have to do this for me because I asked you and I thought, oh, okay, I do. Uh, and I remember after Derby, one particular colleague of mine had come in kind of my room and just like demanded something. And I remember looking at them and I said, no, no, I don't have time to pick up your slack. And that was the first time I had done that professionally ever. And I know that I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't felt like this strength that I can do hard things and I can stand up for myself and I can advocate for myself. Uh, so as it transfers to my teaching now, you know, I want to think the kids think I'm super relatable. Like what? My teacher plays roller derby. And on those days that, you know, there's like an extra five minutes at the end of the period, I go, you guys want to watch some videos? And like, I've shown them videos before because they always ask, you know, what is it? Uh, but it's, um, it just changed the way that I work with people too, because in the roller derby committee or committee, sorry, the community, there are so many different types of people. So you've got people from a hundred different backgrounds doing a hundred different occupations and you all come in for the same goal. So you don't have to like each other. You don't have to agree with each other, but it's, it's amazing at how many people get along in a community of so many different people. And there are people I would have never met, never talked to like my best friend on the planet. I met through roller derby. There are just people I would never get to associate with other, other than because I've met them through this area of my life. Uh, it's also just taught me a lot of leadership skills. I'm the president of our league um, for the Beat City Bombers. I served as a treasurer or as a secretary and a sponsorship chair in the past as well. 
So leadership wise, I'm able to import, you know, incorporate that information and that knowledge into my day-to-day life. And then I'm as a co-captain, I like help coach things. Sometimes I hate skater coaches. I think you could be a skater. You could be a coach. Sometimes I have to be both because we don't have someone showing up and I hate it, but I use my teacher voice on that too. So I use teacher voice and teacher strategies in Derby. And then I use Derby strategies in teaching. But yeah, it makes me, I mean, I'm a better person. My kids know, like my kids say I'm strong. How cool is that to have your 11 year old daughter go, Oh, Hey mom, don't try to block me right now. Like, and like (laughs) she'll engage or, you know, somebody will say something and she goes, dude, my mom plays roller derby. Don't even, and to have your kid be proud of you and think you're cool. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty, it's pretty worth it. Well, this did not disappoint, uh, uh, Andy, as I, as I said, and I don't know if I'm launching this as my first um, um, interview or not, but it is my first interview of, of people. Uh, and so this is, this is a fantastic way for me to think about this, the concept at large about people, the interesting, most interesting educator of the world. Um, <laughs> and then is there, uh, and you mentioned some clips. So what I'm hoping that you will do for me is number one, if you would share some clips with you, and I'll just put them in the links so people oh. can watch them. But also, one thing, if someone if someone is out there saying, I really don't know anything about, like, where would I, like, give me a resource that I could go to that would just sort of whet my appetite for more of this. Do you have, like, one, is there, like, a go-to resource that you might send people to? Uh, I mean, there's lots of different ones. There, We have, like, we always show a video before our home bouts, um, home games. Sorry if they changed the terminology. Uh, Call like Roller Derby 101. And it like walks you through like the basic steps of how to watch it. Yeah. Um, but then I can also say that you also need some links. And something else that we, like I said, our governing body is the WFTDA. So they are, um, they're just kind of they're full of resources and their information. In fact, they're, huh, they're smart, but they're the reason I don't get to play roller derby right now because they have such a great return to play program in place to really keep us safe and our community safe. So um, it's one of those things you fight really hard to be a part of it and to get to become an official member that you're not willing to break any of the rules to lose that that membership. So I'll send you for sure some links on um, and some clips on just local roller derby too. Um, because yeah, I mean, I know that there, I have, there's at least two other teachers on my team um, or safe school aides. We have a lawyer on my team. We have nurses on our team. We have homemakers on our team. Uh, it's just, it's a really, it's really cool. There's even a Facebook group of teachers that play roller derby, but wow. you can only be on it if you're a teacher. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you again so much. What a, what a delightful uh, discussion and, uh, and uh, introduction to this and and i'm so glad i got to meet you and i know we'll, we'll be chatting again in our other life and and oh, continue yes. on uh i know i now have a go-to roller derby person in my life which is always anytime cool. all right well take good care and is there like a like a sign or a thing you say in roller derby i don't know like oh no yeah. it's, it's all team it's all team specific oh okay. okay so we are we are either be all you can be cb or we are beat strong all night long. Oh, okay. I like beat strong all night long. So that's all in. Beat yeah. strong all night long. So beat strong all, all night long. Fantastic. Hey, have a great day. Thank you so much for inviting me. If you ever have any more questions, I could talk. I all love night. it. <laughs>